Well, hello to our new listeners. Thanks for joining. And to our returning guests, welcome back. Welcome to Season 6 of the Morosibo Podcast. My name is Mo. In this season, like you've been used to, get ready for more amazing stories, more inspirational stories to help you set your stories free. I created this podcast as a resource for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them to share stories and processes, as well as to build communities around important salient issues that affect all of us as humans. So on this show, you get to hear amazing stories from people like you who show us how to get more out of life. The stories featured here are by people whose journey I am partly inspired by, as well as challenged by, but most importantly, people whose courage and vulnerability have afforded us an opportunity to hear their life stories. And I hope you find them as inspiring. Now enjoy your show and don't forget to share this episode and the other ones. Welcome everyone back to the show. This is Mo and I am just excited to have this person on the podcast. I have been hunting them down for a year. Oh my goodness, guys. Stop it. it has she not is been. so extra. It took like five months for her to fill the guest form. And then even trying to find the time, she's like, oh, too busy, oh, too busy. But you know one thing I'll give it to her. She was like, why not just do it when next to meeting you? I'm like, okay, yeah, let's just do it. So this has been a story I've been trying to chase down for a year. I don't know. I don't have patience over things I do for you guys on this podcast. But today, hmm, but it's going to be what your time is what I'm trying to say. I have a math nerd. She really loves mathematics. I haven't, I've yet to meet somebody that loves like numbers. Even while on vacation, she's trying to solve code and do calculus. I'm like, geez, what's she doing? She's a mom to two, two boys. One of them is autistic and she considers them the joy of her life. She also um, loves life. She loves God and all things that are possible. Today, please join me in welcoming Nadia Nelson to the podcast. Hola, everybody. All the way from Tampa. Look how you're looking up. Oh, quiet. no, not really Tampa. Why, mama? Yeah, but what, that's where you live currently, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. So tell us. Lovely state just, of Florida. I just realized recently that your dad was from Jamaica. Your mom was from was Native American. Yeah. Like your heritage. Yep. Yeah. I did not know that about you. I mean, you look ambiguous in a way, but you look like, I know you're black, you know, your eye colors are kind of mm. different. Very different. Yeah, like I was go. born with gray eyes. There you go. There they you go. turn and they change from the hazel sunlight. to yeah. brown. No, my mood. Your mood. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my mood. And the baby boy has, he was born with blue eyes. Wow. But Look now the they're Ari. brown. Ari, Ari had green eyes growing up, and then now they're like turning. See, Ari got that interracial of the Caucasian. Of the Caucasian island, yeah. See, I got the other side. The other side. So tell us about just, you know, where you grew up and all that kind of stuff. Um, grew up in Tampa, Florida. Mostly went back home to Wakala, Crawfordville, Florida, if people are not familiar from the country. Um, what else? How many siblings? You have a twin. You're a twin. I'm a twin. Do you like you forgetting? I'm a twin. You and Ty were kind of weird in that way. We're not weird. You're just, I don't know. Like You're just a hater. So no, no, hold on. The first time I met him, because, okay, let me give you context. His name, Taiwo, means a twin name. Like, if you meet someone called Taiwo, they are a pair of a twin, right? One of a pair of a twin. 
And I love twins. I just like the idea that you have somebody that is conscripted for life to be your friend and talk to you. Not really. And then the first time I saw him, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I was, it was all like, ooh, like you're a twin, you're a twin. But he's just like regular people. Yeah. Do you know how it crushed my fantasy? That you, like, Sorry. Hold your hands and then, nope. and then do stuff together. And nope. then, you know, the whole mind sinking thing. No. Nope. And then on your birthday was like some days ago, right? And May 26. When you text, did a Facebook uh, post and tagged your twin. I'm like, what, is she f- kidding? She's a twin? You don't give up, give off like twin vibes. Why is that? I know you're actually weird, but then. Is there a vibe for twins? There's a vibe for twins because you're like, you know, like I go my own person. We are two different zygotes. You're not two different. We don't look at you guys differently. Don't No, we are. We were born in two different zygotes. Because you're you're fraternal. I mean, you have to be fraternal because he's a a boy. Boy. So how many siblings do you have? have um, Well, my mom only had us two. Think the lower. (laughs) I am the only girl for my mom. Imagine if you had to have somebody after you. She probably wouldn't. No. Mm-mm. My goodness, I imagine how much of a handful you were as a child. Oh, I was. I know oh, I was. Yeah, I know we can I was. tell. We can tell. You still keep that. You might not give off twin vibes, but you give off your. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about growing up. So your mom had you guys, and then just think, tell us a little about your childhood. Like, you know, what was the memories that come to fall? Well, my stepdad had 11. 11 kids? 11 or 12. From the same person? Two, two, three different women. But one had at least nine of them. So I have one, two, three sisters, and the rest are boys. Four four sisters, and the rest are boys. But are we all close? When they lived with us for a few, now that we're older, we all went separate ways. So Are your parents together? Still together? And my dad died. Oh, yeah, that's true, that's true. Years now. But it's just together before he passed away? Mm-hmm. Or? 40, how old am I? Wow. 41 years. Wow, that's a lifetime right there. Yeah, since I was 40 myself. Wow, wow, wow. Man, and did you take your father's last name or your stepfather's last name? I had my real dad's last name. Okay. And the story behind that, I used to have my mom's last name, Nadia Williams. It's the same thing, William Nelson. And not really. Because in sixth grade, I got tired of being in the back, William. W. <laughs> and I wanted to be a Nelson because the grapes were there and the grapes were always gone by the time I got oh, to the line. Oh, God. So they were like, well, which name do you want? Nelson. You chose that name yourself? Just to get grapes. You chose that name yourself. Yep. My mom will have whooped my ass. My mom wouldn't have do it. My dad will have whooped. Do you know how hard? Like, who gave you the permission to change your name? Change your name. They did. Because they were like, who did? Who did? Your dad? The teacher. But apparently it was on like the school system thing because they just don't tell you. Without telling your parents about it? She had it written down. African parents never. She had it written down. You cannot try it. So that's a difference between us. Because girl, no. No. You can't even pierce your ears without getting like. I need a great. You. So That's was it worth it though? You're like Easter from the Bible. Who told you that's right? You met me. You know I like to eat. I know. What part of this? <laughs> Nelson. Ah, wait, why don't you just go for A? You know, like Adam. Oh, that's my dad. Uh, same as Nelson. Ah, uh, okay. okay so it was a dozen. Ah, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. I thought you just came up with a name called Nelson. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. How did your mom feel about it? Oh, she didn't care because apparently she just, I guess she had it all along, but yeah. they never changed it. Oh, I see. Really. But it was right there. So. Okay. Okay. So it seems like, how about your twin? Like, did, so let me give you an example. 
see, I'm fascinated with twins. So bear with me for a moment. Okay? I mean, my brother. You know how, so in Nigeria growing up, oftentimes they'll dress them in a similar way. Um, and then there's a special beans they'll cook for them. They have like um, words they'll say, oriki. they call them oriki. Like, what was it like growing up as a twin? Did your parents try to dress you up together? Were you guys really well, well, my mom had to separate us because if anybody talked to my brother, I used to beat him up. Oh, you've been a gangster from day one. <laughs> <laughs> she had to separate us. So she's like, no, they can't be in the same classroom. Because I wouldn't let people talk to my brother. So, so he's a little bit calmer than you? Yeah. Not now that he's older. Older, yeah. I'm the more calm one. Yeah, yeah, no. You have a bit Believe of calmness not, too. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. It's weird. So, I know. But, yeah. but with your people, you kind of let down. I know that. Um, so, oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't even imagine you growing up. <laughs> so let's talk about school, right? So you went through school, and I know something happened to me in high school. Oh, I got pregnant. Girl, tell us about that. Um, my goal was to go into the military. Okay. I was like, I did not want to live in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. I'd love him. Mom, yeah. I love you, but need to go. Yeah. God had other plans, so ended up pregnant, and I was like, Arr! okay. So I already grew up poor. I didn't want to be on the system. I didn't want to collect anything. I'm going to school. And that was it. That was it. Went so, I mean, we're, we're kind of set through that. Let's break it down a little bit. How did your mom take it whenever she found out you were pregnant? Um, you know, like all parents, disappointed. It is what it is. You know, I got pregnant before high school, before we ended. Um, she was born August 31st, so a couple of months. Yeah. You know. I made it. And how old were you, like 16? Uh-uh, 17. 17. Wow. How did you do it? And you went back to see, I mean, we, I know how it ended, but. Oh, it's not really going back to school. I mean, I graduated. Yeah. You know. Oh, you never took a break? Just never took a break. Wow. Graduated. Um, I took a break because I had it. I know, because, yeah, 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 yeah. But I already had college credits from high school. Overachiever, yeah. So I went to community college, finished that in one year, and then went to my private institution. University of Samson. How was he like the father of the child? Was he very involved? Was he helpful? He went to the military. So he oh, took, took your dream. dream oh. like, he wanted to go to FSU. Florida State University. Yeah. So we kind of like swapped well, lives, which is weird. So he went to the military, the Air Force, did 19 years. Yeah. And I'm the one that stayed back and went to school. Yeah. You know, we. We're young, so yeah. we had our communication issues. Now that we're older, and before this was before internet and all that, right? Yeah. yeah. Now that we're older and our kid is older, we talk. Yeah. Like we we still talk. So does he have kids now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We actually have his daughter and my son are literally a month apart. We're the second one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay our okay. second kid. Okay. So my son has a sister. I think she's born in. October and mm-hmm. JCM was born in December. So okay. they're like two, three months apart. Almost two, three months apart. So, I mean, we know that getting pregnant in high school is not the ideal thing. We're not trying to endorse that, right? But let's talk about some support you had because I want to think that you probably wouldn't have gotten through half of the things you did without some form of support. Oh, my mom was my support. That was it. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, my mom. It's not a little bit. My mom gave me an ultimatum. <laughs> <laughs> Her, her her ultimatum was, I'm only watching him for you to go to school and work. That's it. It was an ultimatum. So either you go to school again, or you go find something else. Go to school or work. That's the only time she watched my son. Any wow. other time? No. So you couldn't like do like, 
I can imagine that. I mean, having a child is a blessing, yeah, but there's all what you call opportunity cost. You have to give up on something. So all of like the late nights with your friends. Do you miss all of that? I don't know what it's like to be a normal teenager going, mm. you know, from between the 18 to the 21 20, that Yeah. Because I grew up to be an adult quick. Mm, I mean, I had to get bigger up. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, that was thing. She did keep them, by the way. So <laughs> I did party. Trust me. I did. Every Thursday, I was always in the club. Um, it. <laughs> I did a lot with raising my son, you know, going to school, still teaching um, that he didn't know. Mm. So I still did stuff that normal, typical adult did. I was always in the club. Yeah. They yeah. in the club, actually. <laughs> but he never knew. He just knew. My mom Grandma, Yeah, yeah. Grandma she just go to work. Oh, but he didn't see that part. Of course, you won't take him to the club and all that. No. Yeah. And that's not for him to know. I mean, that's just my belief as a parent. Yeah. Kids don't need to know what you do. So we can have two truths, like having your child, I imagine like you can't even imagine your life without him because, you know, he's such an integral part of your life. He's the reason why I am educated. Okay. That's, that's a, we love when we see that, you know, especially in our community. But if you could do anything differently from then, what would you do differently? Honestly, the way God has passed my life, there's nothing I would do differently because mm. it made me who I am today. Yeah. So there's nothing I would change. I'll respect that. I'll respect that. So you went through school, and then tell us about your university pathway and then beyond. Um, so I, after I finished University of Tampa, I had my bachelor's in mathematics, and it was kind of like, well, what's you? You know, my goal was to be an FBI agent, forensic psychologist. Oh, I feel like I don't know you. There's was, also the lawyer part of you. I was a double. <laughs> There's the minister uh, part of you. My AA, I actually just think criminology. I'm one of Of course. But I was double major, math <laughs> and chemistry. So FBI dream gone. I said, well, what can I do? So being a mom so young and had a kid in elementary school, mm-hmm. I went into education field. Um, so I taught middle school and taught college as Let's an adjunct at a part time. I love middle school. Mm-mm. My baby. My baby. Actually, no, you're right. Seventh and eighth grade? No. Eight. Five, six, seven, eight. Seven, five, seven, eight, All yeah. You know, I've taught seven, eight grade math. It wasn't bad. We actually, they actually talk to you like colleagues. They will, if you think you are a strong, <laughs> good math teacher, you are not. If you have never taught middle school, you haven't done it. Yeah. Middle school will make you break it down. Yeah. And they're so quick on their feet. Like, they know so much about the world, the music, and the way to talk, the slang. Oh, they taught me the slang when it yeah, was starting coming out. Here. I used to get my phone like, what, is, what are they here. saying? Here. They're like, oh, Miss Nelson, you really don't know it, Bonnie? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I became an adjunct professor. They, you know, teach you back and forth. One year, I just said, you know what? I quit. Quit um, my job at Academy Press after six years. And I said, Lord, whatever you want me to be, I'm going to be a professor in one year. If I'm not going to be a professor, I'm going to the military. I was done. And one year, 10, no, it's my 11th year live. I'm going to my 12th year as a professor. So I've raised my rank to associate professor. So you got a PhD as well? Uh, I actually don't. Uh, I'm EDD. Uh, what does that so, mean? Um, all but dissipation. Uh, ABD. Oh, okay. ABD. 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 All but dissipation. Yeah. So I stopped my dissertation. A lot of people may not agree, but I had to feed the kids. 
or finish my school. Oh yeah, for the so, kids, for the kids. My degree was sacrificed with the choice of my career right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So I've been on my career path ever since then, from professor to instructor in charge. Yeah. Um, and now I'm in the running for like a new position. Yeah, yeah, position. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, oh my. So let's talk about mathematics. Okay. Number one, you don't find a lot of women in that field. Nope. And number two, we don't find a lot of women of color in that field. I imagine people see the world differently. Like, math is everywhere. I believe that strongly. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like a foundation of a good experience in school, you have to know math. Like, it's a basic foundation. Now, you don't have to love it like some of you do. <laughs> but why mathematics? And what's the fascination um, with you when, when it was comes at, to math? When I was in junior college at HCC, Hillsborough Community College, I had a professor, Dr. McBoy, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, sir. And he taught math off the top of his head, like no textbook, no nothing. Wow. And Calc 1, I took him. And I just said one day, I want to be like him. And then, you know, I had Dr. Stowage, he just retired. Um, I was like, I want to be like them. I, I, I was like, that's what I want to do. And because math came so easy, like I'm, I never really picked up a textbook. Blood to show off. And math, like, I didn't start picking up textbooks to read MR until I got organic. Like, believe it or not, my whole math degree, pure math, mathematics, and let me say it's a bachelor's in science, which we, which we know is very different from a BA. Yeah. Never used calculator. I think it's the point where we stopped the interview. <laughs> Did when he touch you? He was it black? He was white. Mm. He was a white old man, and he was actually homeless. Mm-hmm. Kind of like he was homeless. Johnny Nash, the beautiful mind. Yeah, Matt drove him mad. Yep. That's I always had a theory yep. about that. Yes, Matt would drive you mad because you see it everywhere. No, it was his wife that was driving the mad. Oh, so the, was, the wife, was the wife? <laughs> was the wife? Was the wife called Matt? <laughs> Um, I'm actually going back 
mm-hmm. but I'm trying to figure out which track what path to go for. Mm-hmm. Which, if I want to go and get my JD license, yeah. and that's because I'm going to do parent advocacy, yeah. especially for our community, or if I just want to go back and finish my EDD. Well, not finish. I'm sorry. I got to start it all over again. <laughs> I see. Um, I think before I move on to the next block of questions, I'd like to just sit in a moment here and just, you know, you are, you you beat a lot of odds, Nadia, right? I mean, getting pregnant in high school, that's enough to even like, when they slow down and catch up later. But you didn't rest on those odds. You went further and you're in a position now where you're able to, you know, live out your passion and all that. For those who might be listening to this, who might either be in this situation right now, or might have children or words who, have found themselves in this situation where they're thinking of quitting school or it's so hard to like combine those kind of things. I know you did have support with your mom, which you acknowledge, so shout out to your mom. What are some other intrusive factors? Because there's only so much support can go a long way. If you don't apply it, if you don't have that drive, you know, you just, how, like, what are some things you can just throw out there for people who might be going through that? I'm just going to make it all nice. In the words of one of my students who did not know my story, because I don't really tell my story, so... Mm-hmm. Congratulate Mo for telling part for some of my story because I really don't tell my story. She she was African American and she was um lesbian and you know I was helping her out because sometimes I do help my students out. I do give them money um and stuff. I don't need to tell everybody what I do, but mm-hmm. I have given my students money for them to them. eat, yeah. for them to take the bus, for them to stay. You know various things I've done with my students and she she was like well. Miss Nelson, you don't know my story. And I said, you don't know mine either. <laughs> Weird. And just because you don't know mine doesn't make it, make my path seem different than yours. Or Your easier. path yeah. seem harder than mine because God gives us our own path. The problem is when it comes to our path and when we come to a little grass, I'll, I'll put it, do you stop? Mm. Or are you going to keep going? Mm. When that grass starts to turn brown, are you still going to keep going? Mm. When you got little dirt and trees and wolves and everything else, are you, are you still going to keep going? Because yeah. the more you stop, the more you make it harder for you to obtain that next level Momentum. Yeah. that God has for you. So the word of advice I can tell you is excuses is like diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Once it comes out, you can't stop it. <laughs> Avoid the tacos. All the food from the I mean, how much excuses do you have? <laughs> you gotta keep using your excuses, and, and I don't want to sound like my nose is in the air and popping, but there's only so many excuses that you can use for you to get to that next level. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I don't know how Mo is with her graduate students, but when I became a chair, the first thing was like, oh, Nadia. You might want to get some tissue paper. Tissue paper for who? You ain't gonna cry about it. Just last semester, I had a student 
sitting there eating up. A grown woman, y'all, in her 60s. And I'm sorry, again, I said I'm poor. <laughs> I grew up in the hood of Tampa, Florida. And there are certain things that you do not email me that causes a trigger. And she said, well, Miss Dunson, you I like you don't like me. So what's up? What's, what's up? What's up is I'm to find you in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> That's the outside. You know, so I had to bring it back a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, praise God, all the, the darts that I took from the students from 16 weeks of darts and you're messing with my girl. I was not doing anything. Anybody, you know, I was available for her, was tutoring her. She passed my class and she graduated. Bye-bye. <laughs> and she said, I'm taking you for statistics. Oh, no, ma'am. <laughs> class is full. <laughs> yes. I only have no, three students, but it's full. <laughs> uh, oh, that was a... Thanks, thanks for explaining that. Now, let's talk about your other son. You have, like, a 16-year gap? A 17 and a half. Girl. Tell us, just tell us, tell us. What took you so long, Annie? I know what took me so long. God said, it's your time. How different was it? Because I imagine you were... I mean, you had more, a little bit more income. What income is different? Experience, so experience. Um, I will say the support from my my partner. You know, he's the best thing that ever happened. Mm -hmm. Yes, I will give Jason all the shot. He mm -hmm. he has been very supportive from day one. Considering the fact that we met, and three months later, I ended up pregnant, but. How'd you end up pregnant? Just fell on it? It just fell on it. <laughs> <laughs> <You> fell pregnant. <laughs> and, and it's not like I didn't try throughout the years. It just, it wasn't happening. You know, I've had pilocystic ovary syndrome. I still have PCOS now. Mm. And I think my PCOS is worse now after JCR. Because uh, I think sometimes pregnancy might also exacerbate some of the symptoms. Uh, pregnancy don't it's make yours. me. I can't even lose. I'm still in pregnancy weight eight, eight, eight years later. Oh, geez. I was a six before JCR. Now I'm just looking at a 12. Mm. 10, 12. Mm. Can't get rid of it. Um, but you know, my body is different after him. Mm. Everything's, I don't know. I think Jamel just picked the life out of me, and JCon just said, You know, we just go sleep. <laughs> my whole pregnancy, I, yeah. I slept my whole pregnancy, yeah. Um, but with Jason as my support system, my mom, she's like, mm -mm, You got this, she ain't watching again. She, she, no, she helped. She did. She, no, she did not. She was like, you got this. You're you old this. enough. Y'all two have this. That's <laughs> me and Jason. So, you know, I would say this is kind of the first time me actually raising. raising. I mean, I I was in the house. I, I know, but it's different. It's different. Being 17 and 18 and then to now being, you know, having a baby when it's like 17 and a half years later. Yeah. Like your first son could actually give birth to, you know. They look alike. Yeah, yeah. The sad part about it. Yeah, they, they, yeah. oh, they're twins. They're yeah. identical at the same age. So let's talk about some of the, um, you know, um, especially like there's something special about JCN. Like when did the diagnosis happen? And I've spoken to parents about, you know, whenever their child was diagnosed with um, on the spectrum, right? And they tell me the unique things are how they came about this. Someone said I knew from the start, but I just didn't know what it was. How um, was your journey like? With JCR, you know, speech wasn't there, and it was like, you just go get it. We, we're, we're there. 
Um, but it came to Jason Rumble's behavior. Mm. And like, do you want to give some examples? Without the best example I can tell you is that at three years old, I was about to kick this little boy at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it there because I don't want to say things that will embarrass our kids on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not. I I mean, I've been hit in the back. Mm. I have been. Um, I I couldn't take him out because mm. his sensory was just that overload, overload. Noise, everything yeah um, even like going into the grocery store it's like alright ready set go like you better go in and get what you need and it was then, like uh, a ready marathon, yeah. and get out um so then, every, map everything in your head and then you know when it came to more so as an educator I was mm. like I can't teach my kid I'm like what why can't I teach my kid. I was mm-hmm. like, I I'm, I know I'm not dumb. I got an education. Because you already had one. You had one experience. Like, right? I should be able to teach my kids. So, um, at that time, I switched actually my whole doctor chain, his pediatrician, because they weren't listening. Hmm. They were like, oh, give me time. No. This is different. Mentally, in this mind, mama, I don't have time. I, I don't. Because as a black child, you know, naturally they might even regress in school. How much for someone that is on a special needs? And then I was gonna, I, I was so sad. I love my kid to death, but you guys, there's only so much you can take. That's the thing with you. Um, mm-hmm. with an autistic kid. So if a parent is telling you they need a break and their child's on the spectrum, we need a break. Like mm-hmm. we really do need a break. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I switched him, I told them they listened. And, you know, he, I found an ABA therapist because somebody said you applied behavioral. Therapy. Yeah, applied behavioral. So I had ABA and I was, I called them. I said, okay, well, how much is it? The lady said, well, just for our evaluation, it's $200. I said, okay, Ian. Excuse me. She was like, well, you know, just to see us, we range between 50 and $90 an hour. You guys, ABA is the most expensive mm. <laughs> therapy ever. Last year they paid ninety thousand dollars. What? Ninety thousand dollars. Ninety thousand. I didn't have to come out of my pocket, thank the thank Lord, God. for ninety thousand dollars. But oh fifty to seventy dollars. So I was like, okay. So I went to go and see the um developmental doctor mm-hmm. because most people do developmental because you need uh, those referrals. Psychology mm. or neurology. Mm. And the difference between it is the medication. Mm. Neurological likes to give medication and neurological will tell you a little more. Mm-hmm. I just left it as we're autistic. Yeah. But I had at three had him diagnosed. He took the test there, ABA, so and here we are today. And he's like seven now, right? He's seven. Completely, wow. completely different kid. Is he on meds as well? Hmm? Is he on meds? I refuse. Tell me about that. I'm now, um, I do respect your choices and even as a pharmacist coming saying that I respect your choices because I feel like as a mom, you know best, and you probably weigh the pros and cons. So, oh, so let's talk about these pros and cons. So, no, 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 I'm not going to go into that. I'm just going to say that. What, I, what I'm curious to know really is, for some of these parents now, they might have different reasons for no, for doing one therapy by the other. For you, what was your reason? And clearly it's working. Developmental-wise, yeah. I don't care. No offense. That's okay. What a pharmacist says, what a neurologist says. <laughs> Yes, you may give my kid medication and have it between eight and five. He functions a certain way, but neurologically, when it comes to development of that brain, 
it is not there yet to handle that medication. And the medication you've given him is just putting a Band-Aid because when that child is off that medication, those behaviors that you were trying to suppress are out and there are 10 times more. And recently I spoke to his developmental doctor and his son, you know, is on medication. But he did mess, mess up and say, well, you know, when he's off medication, he's doing a better, better, better. Well, you just put my point. Mm-hmm. Neurologically, that's that chemistry part of me when it comes to the brain cells and the neurons. They're not capable and able to handle even that at that small dosage because their brains haven't fully developed. Hell, excuse me, y'all. Some adults mm-hmm. can't handle their own medication. So you want me to get my child medication. Yeah, it may calm them down and make them a little more docile and zombie-like. Then they get accustomed to it a week or two later. And then they start to get over and above the medication dosage. And then now I got to go up with the medication. Yeah. No, my whole philosophy is the school and whoever deals with what I deal with when it comes to my kids. Mm. And that's how it was with the oldest. Because I do see some similarities where my oldest may have had autism as well, well wasn't that but nice. a different level of it because it's spectrum right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe the functional capacity, capacity might be different now again it's your choice and i just want to say that even if you didn't go the medication route you what you're doing right now is still equally difficult because you know the time in therapy and all of this consistency and you're, you're even not just keeping your kid just in therapy even at home you're, you're teaching you're doing so much more than, you know, um, most parents are able to because, you know, your child has a different kind of needs. All that to say, whatever, if you listen to this, don't go say, oh, you know, they said not to use meds. No, um, make sure you're researching these yep. things very well and just, just don't go blindly and leave the child because with this kind of case, the earlier you intervene, the better. You know, some kids might do better on some meds and behavioral therapy. Some kids might do better with just behavioral therapy. But make sure you're, you know, um, exposed to a bevy of options. And then make your informed decision as you go along. And, you know. Above all, know your kid. Know your kid, yeah. Now, speaking of knowing your kid, I know recently I wasn't really, earlier this year you put on your Facebook page, um, Jesse on reading. Oh, yeah. You know. Now, tell us about some of, I know you've had some really bad experiences with some schools where the report they would give about him wasn't consistent, you know. But from, we do know, like, you know, even as a healthcare provider, um, when it comes to, like, diagnosing kids or labeling them the behavior they are reporting has to be consistent at home and in school but if it's like i'm I'm sensing some form of despite when it comes to black children and how they are perceived in some institutions but drawing from your examples are you able to you know expand on that um when it comes to jason and black children in general especially black males um the biggest thing is How can I say it? The behaviors that Jason exhibit in school, I don't get it at home. Therapy doesn't get it. And it's at two places. So it's three. not a 360 circle. The behaviors that he does in school, when I start to say it at home, I ask therapy, hey, you noticing this? And then we're looking like he get it from y'all. Mm. And the problem is with the education system, and I'm sure it's not all schools and not the whole entire education system, you know you see it. Let me know you see it. Because 
at the end of the day, I'm here to help you. Not take over your classroom. No, go well, I won't do that. He's in second grade. I won't deal with him. But I'm here to help you to tailor him down mm-hmm. as well as the ABA because there he does learn a little bit differently. But the more you allow behaviors or my famous word where I tell them, habits, mm-hmm. the more you allow these habits, they start to become an issue. I see. And I know the habits that you have allowed because he's a typical kid. He's, he's going to take advantage. He's going to try me. And it's like, yeah. uh-uh, hold up, wait a minute, wrong person? <laughs> mm, hold on, Tonto. <laughs> no, you know, and Jason, um, my child is speech delayed. And there are some times that he will use his full sentences. For some reason, he does like to try and murmur, and that's because it's a habit that they've allowed. And I'm like, I don't understand you. Speak English. Well, copy me, copy me. You're not, you're not saying a word for me to copy you. So I talked to him. I may talk to him like he's 13, but I talked to him like he's a normal kid. I'm not gonna. Oh, Jason. No, no baby talk. No, I need you to talk. Mm. Um, but. When it comes to your child, especially if they're in an IEP or 504, please do not be afraid to get a 504 plan if you don't want to do an IEP because you know your kid. And if there's an area that you want to help your kid in to succeed, 504 plans are the way to go, not necessarily an IEP. So let's talk about the differences. So IEP is the individualized education plan. What's the 504 and what, why is one incrementally better than the other one? 504 plans are in place where, yes, your kid can still talk and perform, but they may have some little anxiety. Um, little Johnny may need to be in privatized for a certain area for a certain period of time. So you can implement that. Um, so 504, if your child is hurt, you can get a 504 for that. So 504 is... And 504 goes straight to OCR, so it's a little bit different. All these numbers are dropping like a gangster. It's a 504, OCR. like highway, cross through the 504 to the OCR, and then, you know, to the IEP, oh, OMIG, OPP. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. OCR. OCR, like, yeah. IEPs you can, but the difference between an IEP and a 504, an IEP is a binding contract. Both you of them so. are yeah. binding contracts, but my IEP allows me to access more services for Jason yeah. than a 504 does. So you feel your child needs more services. You got to move on over to the IEP for the 504. So what's it doing? Now, um, it won't be reading. So thank you for that. I think what I'm drawing from that last bit you just shared was learning how to advocate for our children, right? And that comes from a place of knowledge. Even when the world is telling you, do this, do this, but you know at the back of your mind, like you, the deepest part of your soul as a parent, like, no, this is the way we're going to go. You might look foolish at times, but just keep pressing on because nobody knows your child better. Um, no offense to healthcare providers, but they only see this child for like, what, an hour in a month? And they're supposed to form all this wild opinion, but you constantly with that child. So bring your knowledge, your worth of knowledge. And if you have a provider that is not listening to you, Go find somebody else. Now, I'm not saying parents are always right or physicians are always wrong, but again, you want someone that think of it like a team working. If your your healthcare provider is not making you feel like your voice is your voice matters as a parent, then you need to find somebody else. Yep. That's one thing I have learned as well. 
Um, let's talk about some of the tools you do. You're so busy, you know, between your work and your life and all oh, that. Oh, didn't you just say that I brushed you off at the beginning of this podcast? Like, oh, but now you're going to say I'm busy. No, I mean, so I'm just saying that you're busy as far as just, you know, life. Where do you find the time and what are some resources you use to help your son? Because I know you're going to be able to teach your son how to read. A lot of it is just um, research in 15 minutes a day with, with the child. It doesn't take... You don't need to sit with the child for 30 minutes. You don't need to sit with the child for an hour. 15 minutes a day. Really, it's just 15 minutes a day. Um, and I try to get every free But that's going to be a lot with a child like that. Well, with JC on it, yeah. in 30 minutes, I could get five activities done with him. Mm. I can have him reading um, a small book, whether he's read it before and don't feel like reading it. Yeah. All the time. They, they get bored, uh, <laughs> and, and these are small level books that are like 12 pages. So I'm not saying my son is fully reading, but he is reading and identifying his sight words. Which did I email him to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the, the Dorian was what they call him? Fries. Uh, Doach. 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 You should email them to me. You, you we googled it together, but yeah. um, I do adding with him. I do subtracting. So then I got his dad involved. When I'm tired, dad takes over. Like, yeah, yeah. Right now, since I've been in Utah, dad and my mom. I'm like, mom, make sure he read a book. Mm. He's like, he reading, which I know he hasn't. Does he enjoy reading? No. What are some things he likes to do? I know he likes to paint. He likes to paint. And he's so good at it, guys. Jason likes to run. Um, and swim. Swim. Surfing? I need to get him back into swimming and surfing. Surfing or something? Need to yeah. get him back into surfing. That is actually occupational therapy. So the lady who does the surfing, yeah, she's an OT specialist. Oh, uh, professional so, therapist, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the stuff that I have JCM do behind the scenes, it's a therapy mm. session. Yeah. Um, he was doing gymnastics for a while. Now I think I'm gonna find baseball when I get back. Put him in baseball for a while. Wow. Because he likes to play baseball. He's exposing him to so many things, so mm-hmm. that way he's well rounded. Mm-hmm. Man, I should just say, I think it's one of the good things about being in a developed country. Because countries like Nigeria, where we're developing, a lot of these things, if you're not, if you don't have a lot of income, because we don't have social support to like fall under, like all this. Because I imagine that with JCN, you get a lot of support as well, you know, right? Money? You, no, no, I mean like, like the IEPs and all that, you don't have to pay out of pocket for those things. No. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you know, the government steps in, even though you might have your out of pocket pay. In Nigeria, we have no government stepping in on anything. Yes, everything is out of pocket for the most part. 99, 90% out of pocket. Everything, every assessment out of pocket. Every treatment out of pocket. Anything you're doing out of pocket. Well, I paid for speech. That's, Girl, even though you get it in school. Whatever you're paying out. here, it's nothing. So imagine paying for everything by yourself. And people leave like what? Fifty dollar a month, fifty to hundred dollar a month, like mm-hmm. salary. So that's that's not enough. So um, there's a lot of work to be done. But I know that even in resource cast countries like that, parents are so innovative, you know. And looking at some resources around the house, like punch cards, like show a kid how to tie. Because I bought someone on the show a while ago who works with kids, um, parents from countries like mine, to equip them. Like you don't have to go to the fancy hospitals. What are the resources around your house mm-hmm. that you can use to equip your child? And I think as parents, we already have that passion and bias for our children. And I'm hoping that that fire will, you know, carry them through. So for parents, you, you, you just raised a good point because one of the things that I get a lot from people, well, Nadia, you're an educator. 
It doesn't matter if I'm an educator or not. Still read and advocate for your kid. You don't have to be an educator. Read and whatever you don't agree with, make the changes. Mm. You have a voice at the table. Mm. Here you're doing IEPs and 504s. Yeah. Um, But... I, and I, I like to even ask something. I don't want to say, oh, like raising JCN is like extremely hard. Like I think raising a child is a lot. <laughs> no, I, I would say it for you. Raising JCN has been extremely hard. Right, I'll let you um, say I that in your words. I just want to say that. Because I know too. Well, it, it doesn't hurt me because I've raised a child regular, atypical, and I've raised a child that's neurodiverse. neurodiverse so... Yeah. My neurodiverse child is harder, and it's harder because I'm trying to make sure that, you know, education-wise, he is savvy. Behavior-wise, he is savvy because, I mean, the truth and the honest is he's African-American. Any little thing that he does, I told you, I told you, I told look, 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 it's always an issue versus you have an atypical kid over here that's doing the same thing. And my kid gets blamed more. Don't you just hate that when kid. that happens? So, like, they can excuse one behavior because you know a child that is neurodivergent. But I, I'm, you know, it's, it's what it is. It, yeah, I, I came to the point. It is what it is. But I will advocate for my son all day, every day. So it doesn't hurt to say, hurt me to say that. Yeah, it's I what got it the is. older one, yeah. and I got the younger. I've, I've been in both worlds and. I praise any and all parents that have a special needs kid because it is a tough job, mm. especially when you want to t- find time for yourself. You, mm. We don't. We don't, don't have, have time. Don't have <laughs> we have time when they go to sleep. <laughs> if you can put them to sleep, that is. Yep. Um, what would you say was the hardest time for you, just parenting-wise, and how were you able to overcome it? Both. Both anyone, anyone. Honestly, just... trying to be an adult. Mm. Try to be an adult and feel like I don't have kids. Um, like I said, I came from a kid myself to raising kids. So I don't know what it's like not to have kids. And I won't know, JC, I'm seven. Um, but we have 11 years. I won't know until like my 60s what it's like not to have a kid. And let's pray neither one of them have a using grandkid four. But right now, you know, ready? Not have a you know ready? child. You know, ready yet? It's not that I'm not ready. I think God that he's not having a kid at 24. Yeah. Cause he's not sufficient himself. I see. And it's, I'm not discouraging anybody that's grandma early, yeah. but let's be honest. I didn't want my kid to have my life. I needed some generational break right there. Yeah. And he broke it. He's 24, no kids. Thank God. So we're good. Thank God, <laughs> thank God, thank God, thank God for that. You live in Florida. Unfortunately. Why? Um, a it's, it's, you know, it's such a state that, I mean, it's diverse, yeah, but it's such a politically contentious state. Right now we are. And um, even raising kids, black kids there, what are some concerns you've had, you know, especially about your older son? Because, you know, he's not really in the house, per se, I imagine. He's probably out there, you know, working and all that. Unlike Jason, where he's still underage, you're with him constantly. Are there some fears you have as a mom? <laughs> Oh, Lori, you, you want to bring out everything that you have. Girl, about it's been a year. Life. No, no, I, I didn't even tell you last year. 
Okay, so my oldest is a three-time felon. What? Yep. My old, yep. He's actually on probation right now, but my oldest also is graduating from college oh, with his degree in finance um, in December. Wasn't like a false accusation? Or nope. He did a crime? Yep. Oh, <laughs> good God. So, you know, um, it was when JCM, the first one from JCM was born. I helped him out with the first one. Made it, told him. I was like, I'm not helping you out with anything else. Not gonna do it. I guess he thought of a plan. Thirty days later, he got in trouble again. So I spoke. And he was on probation then. Yeah. And you know, if you're in probation, I didn't help him. No, he was off probation. Okay. Um, thirty days got back on, and I didn't. The finger didn't do nothing. So then a year and a half later, this one right here, I guess it clicked in him a little bit because he was looking at forty years. What? Kids. That's all I can say is kids. I, I would say never think that that's not going to be my child because it can. So do not, that's why I tell people, try not to raise your kid with biases when you hear about other people and what they've gone through with their kids. Mm. Um, because it could very well be you. That's why I can say. Because I, I, never in a million years would I see it. Um, but I can't say with this last one, because he's off probation next year. But he's trying to get off early. He's actually doing a hell of a lot better. Okay. Um, I've had, you know, one of my friends reach out on Facebook to try and find him a job. And, you know, black people, we are the harshest, harshest, harshest people ever to where it really makes me not even like my own race. Maybe I don't with some of the stuff that we say. Yeah. But, you know, they're like, oh, you're joking, right? Oh, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> First of all, and I had to go on. First of all, this kid right here that you guys talk about, that's my son. Only I can talk about my son and demean my son. Number two, this kid will be graduated from USF with a degree in finance. So his beginning is not his ending. And understand that a lot of you on this thread that are laughing and playing, how your life looking? How has your life been? Because we all have gone through our own trials and tribulations to get where we are. And he has gone through his. And I would say I'm proud of him right now for him to finish and to say summer. Who the heck takes four classes in the summer? Mm-hmm. But my kid, he's like, Mom, no, I got eight more classes. I'm taking four. I'm trying to finish. Okay, well, let me back up. Let you do your thing. Mm-hmm. And he's working full time. So um, with him, it was, you know, trying to raise said the toughest part with both trying to raise my child to be a man and to understand what it means to be self-sufficient and also trying to raise a little one who know it i thought i was bipolar at that time (laughs) (laughs) and so there's a huge chasm between just their age gaps and their experiences and their needs and even the level of control you have because you cannot even control either of them how much more the older one right um, thanks for, I, I didn't know that about your kid. I didn't, I didn't even know that about you. Uh, I imagine it's been tough time for, you know. I don't look like what I went through. Thank God for that. <laughs> he is wishing him all the best and congrats to you guys for the chance. Thanks. I'm telling you, when yeah. you see that USF, mm. don't judge me because I'm just go wild out because I'm like, thank you, Lord Jesus. He made it. It's out of stuff. We are done. Yeah. <sighs> We're at the end.
So let's, we're winding down now. I just had two big questions for you. So let's talk about just even how we met. I met you last year. And I'm, so for context, we, we are in Utah right now, Salt Lake City, at that time of this recording. We're grading for um, advanced placement research by readers. And this is through the college board. And what happens is that some students in high school in the U.S. and also some other countries around the world, they take advanced, almost like they can end credit for college. And they have different topics, you know, research, literature, government, chemistry. She used to grade calculus, then she moved over to research. And they put you on the table where you all grade papers and, you know. So I remember you sat maybe two chairs away from me. I sat next to you. Were you, right. were you next to me? Chairs. Were you next to me? Right next to you. Okay, anyways, she sat next to me. And, I mean, I have to talk to you because you're the other black person on the table. But I just remember this, and I want, I'm going to ask you as well, this, this was my first impression of you. Oh my gosh, she's so aloof. Like, you should just like, don't talk to me. You had that face of, do not come near me, do not talk to me. But then you 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 wrote something on a sticky note and then you passed it to me. Yeah. Oh, you used to write a lot of funny stuff. And I'm like, they're going to kick us out of here. And that's when I knew, oh, she's so cute. She's my person. And I started talking and I realized, oh my gosh, all of that exterior, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's just a fluffy yeah. little teddy bear, like, you know. But um, what was your first impression? <laughs> I won't take that part out. Maybe if you pay me enough for my ticket. What was your first impression about me? Taiwo. Oh, why you, why you bring it, Taiwo? Because she is extremely junky around her little desk and area. <laughs> Y'all do not understand. She is slow as molasses <laughs> on a hot day. Like, and I'm just like, Mom. And then last year, oh, last year, I was like, how does she eat this food? And now you're sick. Like, <laughs> okay, for, for context, the feed us breakfast, we get a snack, we get lunch, we get a snack break, and then we get dinner. The food was crappy. I didn't know how bad it was until I came this year. I think it was just the novelty of it for me. You know, it was just the novelty of it. And, I had cash last year, just like I got it this year, because I didn't eat this food. But then, hold on. Salt Lake City is not necessarily known for its bevy of options when it comes to food. I'd ordered Indian food, it was crappy. Thai food was crappy, you know? I should take that part out. Not really, but they need to hear it. The food isn't good here, let's just say it. It's not. It's not good here. So, I'm like, why should I throw money down the drain for food that's going to taste exactly the same way? But, man, I learned the hard way. So yeah, but my first impressive Mo, um, she is the most lovable person Stop to know. Um, and she's right. I do have that facade. Yeah, not a loose facade. I have that facade, but I'm very keen and aware of all my surroundings. Yeah. I want, I want to be honest. I'm very keen and aware. Very smart too. Yeah. Um, but I think we're all because at the end of the day, I am an introvert. And if I trust you and our auras match, I become an extrovert. So the part of me she met is the introvert part of me. And if I'm around somebody and I'm looking a certain way, my aura is not kicking. It's not firing up. It's not giving. It, it, it has to get, get to know you a little more just to see if, okay. Because one of the things that I do like that I have is discernment because and I am still cordial to people. Oh, no, no, no. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. 
but with with Mo, um, yeah, she's a lovable person. You know, between her, Cicely, Jasmine, Jasmine we yeah. all met each other. Yeah. Um, I can't say she's doing a more walking this year than she was last year because she will not walk with us. Last year, you didn't walk. With I had us. Ari and Tyler. No, before they came. Oh, you only just going. We were just walking to the hotel. You because like, I was, but because I was, I was chunkier then. I've lost a lot of weight since then, so I'm able to walk around more now. And here I am breathing hard <laughs> in this elevation because my my below sea level oh, yeah. is here, here. I have not used to this. I have a special kind of anemia. This high altitude kind of gets me out of breath, but I've learned to pace myself. But I I I did I, I do appreciate Mo because to be honest, um, can I be candid tonight? <laughs> Sometimes there's a discrepancy and. You know that that what do you call it? That perceived notion between Africans and Black Americans, how it's not. Let's really talk about that. The same. Let's talk about that. Why is that? Um, because what I've realized, and I'm not gonna lie, you talked about your background mm-hmm. and how you guys had to pay for everything, mm-hmm. and over here, Black Americans were not accustomed to that. Like, kind of handed. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, well, you gotta take advantage of stuff, and I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes we do, mm-hmm. we we do. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, and correct me if I'm wrong, no, socioeconomic status, and when you see, okay, well, this like person is not like this person, and then I'm like, well, Mo is not like them. Like she cool, she cool people, you know. And I had to tell a little secret what we did for her last year, <laughs> um, because she didn't have her her husband didn't have to do what they did for all of us. You know, so, you know, you kind of got to return that favor. So when somebody blesses you, you bless them back. And that's kind of what happened last year. And I think that, so this is just my observation. I feel like when we don't get to meet people closely and find out where they are, we just keep buying the narrative. Because we've been so the love line on both ends. Like I grew up, and I've said this many times on the podcast, whenever I watch American um, imported movies, the black person was like the the thug, you know, um, sagging their pants, going to prison, doing all the bad stuff. It wasn't until Wesley Snipes' Blade came out that I saw a black person as the hero of a movie. Yeah. So, and then the whole baby mama thing, that was over. Imagine being fed that like two, four, seven, baby mamas, baby mamas. And, like you know, celebration paper too. And then you guys, you, you see Africa with the little kid with a big stomach and flies and, you know, booty scratcher. So they were playing us on the end. Exactly, everywhere. And then when you come here, you're like, ooh, you know, it's the baby mama. But then you get to meet people and you're like, man, we're all similar, you know? Of course, people people are bad. People have some bad sides to them. They have good sides to them. Regardless of where you're from, you know, you have good people and bad people everywhere. It's just the way the world works. But to write off a whole group of people based on a single narrative told by people that you can't even trust, come on now. Yeah. You know, and I imagine that people are missing out on a lot of friendship because last year when we kept in touch, which I was surprised about, well, we probably talk like at least once a month, you know, yeah. texting and all that. And then whenever, this yeah, week, when you put pictures up, I'm like, I don't want to look at y'all. She's Ari's. You know, it was because of you that I started posting her more because you would always ask, Where's Ari? And I'm very careful. I don't like, you know, embarrassing my, because. When I talk about her, I never talk about her in an embarrassing way. But I don't want to say so much about her that 
people get to know her more than she's ready to show herself. You know what I mean? You just do little excerpts here and there. Like I know, I know you. Because like, where's Ari's picture? And I'm like, I, can't, I don't want to share her picture. This is me and Tyler's face. No, you know? I can't try to look at it. Team Ari, and that's that's the kids to see. But all that to say that um, when we knew that we we're gonna come back this year, we just realized, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with her. We're gonna be roommates, and it wasn't like a big, you know, decision for me. I was like, I'm. I mean, I get along with this person. She's cool. I like her vibe. And let me just say this: you're a very good roommate to have. Actually, she say that now, but she told me I need to go and have a study done. Oh, just kidding. No, this is what I meant by that. No, you're really cool because you go to bed so early and I stay up late. You don't wake up. I mean, I'm always very careful, you know. We're, we're similar. Like, you know, we keep we keep our spaces clean. I'm not, like, bothered about someone yeah. smothering me at night or, you know, taking... Like, even when we went shopping, like, it's just the... It's so convenient, you know, being around you, is what I'm saying. And it's so... And it's an ease to carry around you. And it's no offense to the K-12. With your collegiality, mm. our way of thinking was and doing similar. stuff yeah. is very different yeah. than K through twelve. Yeah, very different. I'm like, I know you got to work. I'm supposed to be working. Yeah, yeah. You're so chill, and you know, so all of that to say, thank you, thank thanks you. for, thanks for, um, you know, just doing this, and it's really been. I know there's so much to your story. We've barely even scratched the surface, right? But um, I think. Hearing your story and even knowing a bit more about you, I'm very encouraged. And I imagine people that might be listening to this, if the same thing I've learned from you today is don't stop, just keep moving, even when things don't make sense, right? And you can sit down and talk about, oh, you know, 17 years ago. But I imagine when you were in the thick of things, it was like, my goodness, what is going on? This is so much. I just want to escape. But now you can sit down and be like, you know what? I can piece the stories together. This is my story. I'm owning it. I've, I've you know, done more with it. So, and I really hope that this encourages um, those that might be listening that it's never too late to live your dream. She's always still talking about going back to school and getting more degrees and applying for another position. <sighs> the hustler life never ends. I rest when I'm in vacation mode and I travel like you're in trouble. Yeah. 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 So if you, if Jason or Jamil ever get to listen to this, if you wanted to say something to them or even your boo, you know. Jason is not going to watch this. <laughs> he is not going to watch this. But I am going to have him watch this because I already gave him his little Sean. There you go. I gave him his little Sean and I gave Jamil his little Sean. Jason, that's my little baby, even though he hung up on me. They're like that. I have one at home. They're quite, sometimes can be quite rude. He, he. Yeah. My son's got to the point, if you start crying, yeah. yapping in his ear, he's, Alexa, Alexa off. off. That's my new joke, by the way. Alexa, Alexa off. off. <laughs> he's like, I don't hear it. Off. That is so cute. <laughs> they want to say something to Jason? Um... No. That's why I changed my flight. So I yeah. can get home to my baby. Yeah. When he wakes up. And he'll be like, hey, handsome. Because that's my little handsome daddy. My little red man. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys usually do on the weekend? This weekend, I'm asleep. Um, I haven't had anything planned with him this weekend. I'll probably go somewhere Sunday. Okay. Probably take him to a bounce house or something. 
Um, because the following weekend, I'm like, you know, I'm You're traveling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's June 6th weekend. Yeah. Iris' birthday is coming around the corner, so that's exciting. I'm yeah. I'm excited. A fellow gym. She's a fellow gym now. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how they can switch on you, you guys? We're not code switchers. We're actually the most realist sign, and we're actually a very neutral sign. People no. don't realize no. that. You're all no, you're all switched. No, no, You just talked about your eye color changing you, you know, into Kim, two colors. We go on the aura. We feed off of you. So you come at us a certain way. And then give us twice. Yes, we will. We'll make you regret it. How is that normal? That is normal. With your eyes changing colors. It's normal. (laughs) No, it's not. It's just like, hold on. Don't bring that energy here. Don't come for me if I don't send for you. Yeah, that's how we are. But we're like the most chill. But yeah, you care. Yeah, and I like that when you're with somebody, you're with them. Yep. You know? Oh, because I will make you feel like you're like the number one in the world. But when you get on her side, she's like, don't wanna, but she's also very forgiving, you know. Yep. Once you apologize, you know, mommy, sorry. Okay. And then she gives you a hug and then you're like, okay, friends again. I guess, you know, it's not a bad sign out of all the signs. Not that I believe in signs, but my goodness, can you guys just stop switching so frequently? We'll try. That'd be nice. We'll try. Are there any final thoughts or things you might be curious to ask me? This is your time to like embarrass me, but be nice about it. No, I'm done asking you questions, Wendy. There's Wendy's. no need to embarrass you. Oh, thank okay. you. For Why are you being so kind, man? Thank you for having me on the podcast. Thanks for I coming. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Thanks for um, coming. This is the second one I've done. Second one you've done? You've done on that podcast? My, no, not a live. She made me record myself. Ugh. This is not. We are live. No, this is, this is recorded. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow. That must have been a lot of work. No. Sent you some questions, you just answered them. She did, and she was like, You, it's time for you to speak your truth. <laughs> I like her already. Uh, Can yes. we be friends with her? Yes, she's a lawyer. Her oldest is um, autistic. So. Oh, okay. Is it, does she still have a podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I should check it out. All right, guys. This was the episode with Nadia Nelson. We talked a lot about her life, um, growing up in Florida, her mom, her support system. Being a twin, getting pregnant in high school, having her baby, and then going back to, not even going back, she never stopped, but just, you know, <laughs> getting to the next level, and there she is right now, um, still crazy about math, and applying for a position where she does my admin work. She has two sons, the love of her life, um, and then one is neurodivergent, um, and all of the resources and the support, the challenges that come to that, and just, you know, the overall perception between just some dynamics between Africans and African-Americans. But all of that to just say, we hope that this episode was um, useful to you. You probably learned one thing or two. Then what I will be taking out of this is, you know, don't give up on your dreams. Even when there's a little bit of a detour, that could be your past, but then find how you can just keep going. And like she said, you know, excuses are like diarrhea, right? It's so easy to go on. There's only so much. But in any event, um, thanks for catching up on this episode of the Most Civil Podcast. I remain your host, Most Civil. Bye for now and love you guys. Bye. Bye. How do you feel? Um, I'm going to have to see that one because I know you. You be posting stuff so quickly. I will let you know. You ready for your monkey? <sighs> nah, my arm hurt. I'm going to go back and look at my. Oh, oh, oh. Careful, careful with the wire. I told you.